You would like this, Tony. I was uh, talking with a buddy of mine today who, who got a French press, but he doesn't know how to use it. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, the bigger thing, too, is he doesn't have a proper coffee grinder. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I dropped off some coarse ground stuff for him, and I'm going to do a video chat with him Saturday morning and walk him through Walk him through it? it. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I figured that's got to be the easiest way to do it, especially wow. now. Yep. If it's a Zoom, just put, pull me in. <laughs> yeah, actually, I sent. I got to send you guys the little invites for the so we can just hop on anytime, learning more about this shit. Mm -hmm. so, um, uh, and I need, I need to get Joe. It says when I press record, it says please request record permission. So go go ahead, because I'm about to go live. I'm recording, so I can always send it to you if I have to. Oh yeah, well it's a big file. It's a big file. Yes, it is. Yeah. If you want to just go, so you're recording it. I'm recording it, but I'm I'm trying okay. to get up on Facebook Live now. Thank you. Oh, got it. Walking Dead Wine. Nice. nice. Oh, nice, man. Is it an IPA <laughs> or oh, it's a red? No, it's it's, it's a wine. Oh, it's red wine. It's, it's the blood of zombies. It's the blood of zombie. It's zombie blood. Yeah, I'm Joe, addicted I'm to Klingon coffee. Don't make fun of me. Klingon, you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I just had I just my had wife some. and I are deep Deep Space Nine fans. We got into this like during this whole lockdown thing. We had time. We're like, what the hell is this Klingon coffee? Man. Now we're totally into it. <laughs> I mean, it right takes balls, Tony, to admit to liking Deep Space Nine. There you go. <laughs> well, he did. Rightfully, he did say he likes the coffee. Right, right. I do like Deep Space Nine, and I even got sad in the last episode. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, what do I? I mean, I'm a dad with two kids. My youngest turned ten today. Uh huh. You know, it's like, nice. what do I? I already have like, a, or had a solid career. Like, I've got zero to prove. Zero. You know. Like, screw you guys. I'm gonna drink my nerd coffee. Yeah, I, I've got nothing. I've already got established. You know, it's like, it's literally like you guys are talking Mad Libs because I don't. Deep, I don't understand any of it. Actually, I, I will admit, Deep Space Nine was, out of the Star Trek stuff, the ones that I actually liked the best. I'm not yeah. a, a huge Star Trek fan, but that was the one, if it was ever on, I'd sit and watch it. Is that the one that had uh, Jerry Ryan on it? No. I think nope. so. Seven of Nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Voyager. Oh, is that it? Uh, I don't know. She was on the, the, the new Picard one, which I, I, I watched and thoroughly enjoyed. Which one was Aaron Wait, Gray on? Terry, that was Battlestar Galactica. Way? Am I what? You geeky that way with, with Star Trek? Oh, dude, big time. Yeah. Not not like I'm not like a Trekkie or anything, uh, but but I love I love the the futuristic I love sci fi. I'm just a sci fi guy. So mm -hmm. broadly speaking. You um, a Star Wars yeah. fan at least? Oh sure. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've been playing this on my arm. It's not finished. Oh, right on. Look at Steve. The only thing that interested me growing up was Aaron Gray on Battlestar Galactica. She was yeah. So that was it. And then I tapped out. Sci-fi babes. This is on the floor of my office. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Dark Lord. As nerdy and as, like, nitty-gritty as Steve is, he's not a nerd nerd. It, I can't believe it. You of all people, I thought would have been like the biggest geek. No, 
Well, I do think Carrie and I, we saw the first Star Wars at the Cinerama Dome, like, or at, at the Chinese. That was in, that was opening weekend in 70, uh, 77, was it? Wow. 78, the, the Star Wars. I you, somebody on Facebook said something about, and I thought it was you, Carrie. Did you see Star Wars back in the day? I, did, I did see the first movie. I had a friend that had, his sister worked at the local theater, and so we got to go in. Was it L.A.? No, this was in Minnesota. Okay, um, okay. This was, was in... Um, Are we recording? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're recording, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Are we live? I'm trying to get us live, but it's, it's, not, it's not booting. Pour that coffee. Boo. I got to admit, though, the, the, the color of that looks great, Tony. Nice. So it's just Pete's... It's not even my own roast. It, this is just this is great. dark, but it's got cloves in it. Oh, a little bit of cinnamon, just a drop of nutmeg. Wow! Wow! I got this really bitchin' conical burr grinder, manual one. It was on a, yes. I think it was an Indiegogo. Oh, okay. Thing. Sure. It's it's really cool. I can go grab it and show you guys if you want to see it, but it's bitchin'. Then I have a a French pest that does like, you could do basically four cups at a time. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's, so, I think that's about the size of mine too. Big one. Yeah. And I, I usually let it roll for like, I'm up to like 12 minutes now for, for, for letting it hang. When you do more like that, you, I, I, they, when I bought the thing, they said you could let it ride for a long time. So I have a, a kettle. Nice. I run it up to 205 and then I, I pour it and let it steep for 12 minutes. It's crushing. You don't get a burnt or acidic taste. Nope. Nope. Now, Carrie, you more of a light roast or a dark roast guy? I like dark roast. Right now, I'm actually kind of enjoying the medium roast thing because um, mm-hmm. C- C- we have a cake, uh, Keurig, and Cindy got some uh, caribou coffee, medium roast. Okay. That, that stuff is so good. Oh, man, it's really good. Yeah. Anyway, medium, but that's, mostly what? Central American, Costa Rica? It, it just depends on how it's roasted. Well, yeah. it depends on how it's roasted, but some beans take to certain roasts uh, more okay. so than others. Right, right, right. Like an Ethiopian mm. might be light, like a pea berry oh. they take to light, like a Kona Hawaiian beans, white, like don't want to be overdone, you know? But like some South American beans want to be, you know, you can go yeah. to seven or eight and like what they call the double crack, it double cracks and they get the oil and yeah. Wow, right on. Have you tried the Laird Hamilton um, creamer, the turmeric? And uh, it's really good. Hmm. My wife likes it. I'll show you. I just it's use uh, just milk? the uh, uh, cr- uh, half and half. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I use whole milk. But the, mm-hmm. the turmeric, it's, it's got all kind of MCT oil, all that good stuff. But turmeric, yeah. and it's, that, that lights me up. It's good. <laughs> I, I would be interested. You're already pretty lit up, broadly speaking. So this is true. I, I, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine like, a little bit extra fuel. as he when he's gone down like you know like fourteen ounces of dark roast from Starbucks, and he, he gets the, like me. It actually is like a cigarette. It mellows yeah. him out. Oh, well, the darker the roast, the less caffeine. The less right. caffeine. Yep. 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 So. But it's good flavor. Yeah, but Tony, Tony, you're you're not going to be up all night with that coffee. No, really. This is my cigarette. This is for me to chill. Wow. Relax. My my shoulders will drop. Yeah. I don't know. Same way. I'll, I'll be dancing around the house in my underwear. I'm, I'm with coffee. Joe. I'd be jittery. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> you know what? No sleeping. Steve, I've seen you mellow out after coffee, but then again, we were talking really heavy, and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wasn't drinking. You. No, no, it was just coffee. Speaking of drinking, dude. So you showed off the the uh, 
Blood of the Zombie. This is this beer from a, a brewery out here called Russian River B- Brewing. And yeah. they make they make Pliny the Elder, right? Uh, oh yeah, yep. I want to show you the the date on this, if you can see it. Dude, is it so fresh? Let's oh, turn it over. Four twenty one. Oh my gosh! Wait. So so you can if if you're in California, and mm-hmm. sorry uh-huh. for you guys who aren't, you can order from them, and they'll ship it the day they can it. Oh wow! So okay. I literally drank a beer one day after it was canned, oh, and wow. it was. It was so insanely good. good. I mean, so it's kind good. of spendy, but you get you get twenty four of these, yeah, uh, tall sixteen ounce ones, and they have this one, which is like a session hoppy session beer, mm-hmm. four four point five, and then okay. there's a, another one that's a, a hazy IPA that that is pretty delightful too. But you can also get Pliny online right now if you what if you, if you get on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you'll get a twelve pack of pint bottles. Man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not cheap, but it's pretty special. So I've been into the hard kombucha lately. Oh yeah. Uh, June shine. Cindy's gotten into that a little bit. I, really good, man. June shine. What, what is kombucha? Wait, slow, slow down. Hard <laughs> kombucha. Yes, it's like yeah, it's seven, like beer alcohol. Yeah, yeah it's like seven percent gluten free, yeah. probiotic, all the blah blah blah, healthy bullshit, whatever. But it's good. And it tastes uh, sour. It's delicious, man. There's some that's a little bit more. Uh, a uh, little sweeter, but it, it's it's really good. Um, June Shine is down in San Diego, and that's all. It's literally like a brewery, but just a kombucha brewery, and it's delicious. It's delicious, wow. really good. I like it, cool. and it's like seven percent alcohol, like an IPA. Yeah, yeah, it's tasty. I haven't gotten into it. I find the the sour aspect of kombucha to be a bit off-putting overall. Yeah. So. But there's there's some that are sweeter that are actually pretty good and but yeah. they're not so sugary you know what i mean but it, yeah. and there's actually i think it quote unquote you're dry obviously yeah. alcohol is you know right turns into some sugar. form yeah so yeah. Wait, but it's what are you good. guys doing for fitness during this whole thing you know this has been kind of rough and what kind of curious fitness, fitness? Um, in Steve hey. rides his Steve rides his bike every day i see pictures every, all the time Dude. i see the pictures yeah. All, yeah. Steve's always Sucker. riding every day yeah. Yep. Every day, I go once a week, maybe. Nice, nice. I've, I've not been enough. Thing is Steve, but I've been um, when I have my kids, I just have it on my uh, bike trainer in the kitchen. Nice, mm-hmm. dude, that's gym. killer. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah works great. We, we managed to grab a Peloton bike for the holidays Ooh. a couple years, like a year and a half ago, and that's that's pretty. It's really nice to have it because it gets so hot out here sometimes. It's like I'm not going out in that nonsense. Mm-hmm. See, I like that. Um, oh yeah. man, I, well, but it, yeah. I mean. I think it's hotter here than where you are, even though you still get pretty hot over there. But it gets but, uh, amazing. I mean, it's yeah. been those last few days like ninety-five. Oh, it was it was a hundred, almost a hundred over here. Yeah, I'll still ride in that in midday. I love it, man. I'll do it on a road bike, but not on a mountain bike because yeah. when you're climbing and you're going like two miles an hour, it's just that like you're just baking. Ugh. It's awesome. The Midwest yeah. report was today was yeah. cloudy and a high of sixty-one. Wow, nice. Yeah, we, we were in like the fifties today. That's too cold for me, kids. No, nope. yeah. yeah, we, so, we were pretty happy that Boston coastline hit around 60. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, wait, where are you, Jonathan? Uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Okay. Right on. And, Joe, you're in New York, right? New Jersey. Jersey. Jersey, okay. Yeah, yeah Jersey. Yeah. And Tony, Tony Boston. 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 Cool. 
Is that you know, I don't have the big strong accent unless it's I. Not bad. Yes, no, Tony. Yes, you do, and it's yes. good. It's okay. Tony, you went I, I love it. Cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys are too much. You're a cop. I'm not a cop. You're a cop. Sorry. You're it's not cool, too bro. strong. I don't have it too bad. I'm not a cop. You're a cop. All right, That's my guitar, guitar like Joe, he has it. My guitar yeah, player. Oh. Oh, Filoni. Oh, Filoni. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. You guys are like from the Departed. They watch that movie and it's like he oh, yeah, lives in the north guys. end, like the Italian part of Boston, like the real towny towny area. Yeah. Like all the old, like seventy-year-old guys wearing like seven hundred-dollar leather coats. That's where he lives. <laughs> wow. I was talking to Tony the other day. I was watching, rewatching one of my. I, I love Anthony Bourdain. I mean, it makes oh, me yeah. mad, but I love. And the one where he goes to Boston is just—it's so good. It's fantastic, yeah. and just reminded me of of you guys. It was so good, though. <laughs> Steve, man. you would love it out here in like September. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it to a lot, all you guys. My house is, is open anytime anyone visits, really. All right. Know? Well, if, if, I mean, maybe this will tie us into the base thing a little bit here, which is ostensibly what we're here for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, sorry. But, but, no, it's cool. I love it. But, but I mean, we just, we're, everybody's so hungry to talk about all kinds of stuff because we don't get to hang out with people right now. But, yeah, exactly. But um, other than this, you know, this kind of a thing. But, but um, I'm, I'm, if things loosen up and I can figure out how to do it safely, I want to do a road trip still um, and, and take, you know, five or six cat bases all over the place. Um, and, and I do want to, I need to get to the East coast cause I've never been past Nashville. So, which is criminal. I'm almost 50 for Christ's sake. Um, so I need, to, I need to get out there and explore the world a little bit. So um, yeah, I'm going to try to line some of that stuff up. Maybe it'll be in the fall. You know, yeah, that'd be August, cool. September, yeah. Nice. Uh, so. Joe will tell you out here in September, October, in the Northeast is like heaven. Yeah. No, I know because I grew up in Minnesota, and it's similar in Minnesota. You know, it's, yep. it's the, the color and the, the cooler temperatures, and the bugs are starting to go away. And yeah, I'm I'm looking well, forward I mean, to doing some of that. If you make it up here, Carrie, um, I know all the people at Heritage Guitars, and we could get it, you in for a tour. Oh man! Oh, that'd be fun. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely make it up that way because I'm, I mean, my, my uh, family, my dad, actually, he's leaving tomorrow to go back there. We have a farm in, in a town called McGregor. Okay. Um, it's the, the family farm that he grew up on. Um, it's like 130 acres on a lake, you know, farming countryside. Um, and that's near Duluth, Minnesota. So, um, you know, I'll be up that way. I want, I need to go through Chicago. Um, I got sure. a buddy in Chicago. So... Yeah, um, Michigan is totally doable. So. Yeah, I'm like two hours from Chicago. So cool, super cool. Easy drive. Piece of cake. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Right on. And I'd love to go through that area during the fall color stretch. So. Yes, very yeah. much. Carrie, base wise, tell us, tell us what's going on. Tell us what's. I know you've had a couple of podcasts with people. You've talked to Jenkins and a handful of other folks, and you you had a one on one with Steve, but. Regurgitate did, this. This is going to go out to talk base and everywhere else. Did did the Jenkins uh, one go up yet with me on it? I don't I don't know if he's put that one out, but I, I haven't I seen it yet. Okay, I haven't either. I don't even remember what we talked about. I mean, that was really like the second week of this yeah. craziness. Um, I think yours and mine, but, Gary, yours and mine was pretty early too. I think yours. Yeah, we were we were right around in there too. Yeah, um, we were in the WTF is going like we're not really sure. It was uh, yeah, yeah yeah. Well, I um so so. I can give you like a broad update about 
where we're at as a company and how things are looking for us. Um, and I, it looks like we're going to get some of the uh, PPP money. So, um, which nice. is really going to set us up for, for a kick butt year. Um, honestly, we probably would have been fine without it, but given the uncertainty around things, we went ahead and applied for it anyway. Um, and it looks like it's going to come through. So that means that, you know, getting the, the cat base shipments in, uh, which should be mid June. And for anyone who doesn't know about that, yeah. this is the most nervous. incredible base out and, there. And I love that stock. thing. Funky ass head stuff. And I think, can you hear it? Not at all. No. Okay. It's going through a different set of stuff. Anyway, um, it's, uh, yeah, these are, so they're actually building them right now. I believe they're in production right now and they're scheduled to be done mid, mid next month. Nice. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And then I imagine they're going to get on a boat. We might explore having some airship if we want to try to fulfill orders quicker and, and, and get some momentum going. Currently I have three sample bases. I have this one here. I have a black one that I sent to this dude named Ben, Ben Shepard, he has a, a YouTube show called Ben on Bass, which is kind of a short scale bass thing that he does. Okay. Um, so he, he we, we came across him at NAMM at the um, uh, the bass hang, which I am not doing that again. <laughs> no offense to the people that do it, but um, running a booth, we may not even have a NAMM this year, this coming year anyway, so. Right. I don't think I don't think we are. I I, I, I doubt it. it, it I, I, You're I'd referring be, to the base bash, correct? Right, the base, base bash. bash. It was it was the base bash was just too much to do after a full day at the show for me, and it just I get it wrecked it. me. It really wrecked me. Um, so I was like, I'm out of this business. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if I have if if it happens again, you know, the year after, then you know, I'll, I'll make sure we staff properly for it so that we've got things lined up. But the way things went this year it was it was things got a little weird. Um, and I ended up having to be there myself for most of it, which was um, a bit much. So it was cool. It was a great hang. Anyway, I met this guy Ben there, and he got super excited about it, and um, he wanted one to review. So nice. I managed to send him up, send him one up. I'm also going to probably try, you know, find other places to get them to. I have a um, a red burst one that we got as one of the first samples, and I sent that one to Tim LeFay, and he's been mucking around with that one and then the other one there's a white one of the the recent batch of three bases and that one's at john herrera's and he's gonna do some damage with it too so um and then i'm gonna try to keep them moving a little bit um mm -hmm. you know so they only spend a couple weeks in one place and so they can get some exposure and get around um so uh there's a guy uh hondo felder who's in the bay area um he's got like seventeen thousand. uh drew felder his name his uh, Facebook or Instagram account. He's got like 70,000 followers. So I, I was trying to line him up after Ben's done with that one to get it over to him so he can, he can do some stuff with it too. So, um, how many, how many colors are going to be out? Cause they're coming. The first batch is only going to be four colors. Okay. Yeah. Black, white, uh, green, surf. surf green. And then they tell me this is Lake Placid blue, but this isn't like any Lake Placid blue I've ever seen. <laughs> It's more like, actually, it's more like what I originally wanted, which was like a Fiat blue. So it looks I, think, I think this, this metallic blue is fantastic. It's probably my favorite color. Can, can so, you show us, can you show us again and, and maybe yep. like all the details of the base? Yeah, man. Um, Let me unplug it. It almost looks, 
a, a pseudo Inca silver with blue in it, right? Like a lighter, or is yeah. it just a light, or is it? From my I mean, view, part of it's this weird yellowish edge. light. Yeah. yeah, it's this weird yellow light. Here, let me get some uh, neutral. You know what? It, you know what I like about it? It's it's it's, it's different. It's, it's not something like you've yeah. ever seen before. You know? Well, it's rad. It's it is definitely different. Let me try to put some daylight on this so we get an accurate color. So, Carrie, you you think that's that's oh, the yeah. color? Yeah, that's the color to go with. That's the color I like. Now, if you're a black or white guy, I mean, that's those are those are great colors too. Um, we're also going to be able to we're going to get extra pick guards. So, if you want the one different pick guard on swap the other color, we could swap yeah. them out. So, so we're definitely going to accommodate. I think it's nice with the here. white man. I like this one with the white. I wouldn't do it yeah. with Tor, but 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 the white one, you know, I could see putting a, a parchment guard on the Olympic white. I could see right. that being a vibe. Um, same thing on a black. A white on a black would go cool. Um, so, um, yeah, those are the four initial colors. And the reason we only were able to do four colors is because they have minimum quantities, and we're, they they actually reduced their minimums for us so that we could actually do four colors otherwise i would have been stuck with three so um when we do another batch we'll, we'll pick a couple of other colors and uh, what's the stock pick guard on the black one Tor. oh yep Tor. any u.s custom ones are you going to do any here that i have i have my jacaranda one over here that i had at nam and i actually I think I need to sell it. I'm 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 on the yeah. fence of whether or not I really <laughs> actually want to pull the trigger on selling it. Um, I'm gonna pull this light down a little bit. It's too bright. Come on, there we go. That's better. I got one of these uh, LifeX light bulbs, which is oh, adjustable yeah. and from white to like a yellow color, and you can adjust the brightness. And I got it on like a photo um, setting up setup over here. Ah, uh, you can't see it. But um, man, it's great for this kind of stuff because I can dial the lighting in. And, nice. You know, but um, but yeah, it's um, it's coming along. I, I people that have played them really dig them. But I'm I'm gonna do a, a handful. I'm getting my CNC machine. Let's continue the uh, the sort of the the shop. Well, what do you want to do? You want to talk about this? Let me let me finish talking about this before we yeah. before we move on. Um, so these are single coils that I, coils that I designed. These are actually violin-based size covers. Okay. So they're wider than what you're probably used to seeing. And there's a, a, a steel blade, and then it's a P90 magnet configuration. So, so the blade is like this, and then the magnets interface on the bottom like that, mm -hmm. and push the field up through, and then it's just a big fat coil. And there's a base plate in there, and it's all screwed together. Um, and the pickups are actually made in a factory in Indonesia that is part of the, the factory that's making the bases. Um, there's a single volume knob. Um, this is a proprietary. I, I, they're going to offer them to other people too, but it's a hip shot bridge. It's yeah. basically a modified tweaked version of their bent plate. So it's got a longer length here, longer screws. Oh, wow. um, and it's got the, the, the threaded saddles. Okay. Which are cool. Um, and all that's cool. really kind of for vibe. It's also got a tumbled finish instead of a chrome finish, which does two things, keeps the cost down. And it has a nice sort of a muted organic vibe to it, I think. Yeah, I like um, And then we get into the switches over here. So these are your pickup switches. Um, that's off. That's both pickups, neck, bridge, off, right? And then this is your tone section. So that's flat. That's an 047 cap, like your traditional passive tone on your P bass or your J bass. That's twice as strong as that one. So it's super dark. And then this is a mid-notch. If if you think about this as a slap cut 
mid cut, it's you're not gonna get it. <laughs> I mean, it kind of works for that, but it's more like um, it's it's a more subtle uh, organic vibe mid cut. So so those are your tone settings. These are your pickup settings, and this is the clincher right here. If you push all these in, it puts the pickups in series. And nice. then this dark, <laughs> rad. all in with this on super dark. Uh-huh. I, I started sort of calling that the Bob Glob mode because that's how he records with that bass that he has all the time. Like that's the main wow. setting he uses. And he's done tons of tracks with it over the last year. Um, cool. Yeah. Chrissy Dude, Hine, like I the, mean. That's like the 1176 all in mode. Totally. That's. That, well, that's where these, that's what these Hell switches yeah. are from. These that's are 1176 yeah, switches. Yeah, um, I have a buddy that works at Universal Audio. Um, nice. I'm super tight with him. I'm tight with them. I'm actually on their beta team. Nice. And I got to play with their new uh, recording system. The Luna? R- right around NAM, they started sending out, all right, now you can download and beta test public beta. Well, Not public beta, is, but, but outside the office beta. Mm-hmm. That's the money right there, dude. Yeah, dude, those things are killer, man. That's yep. a two eleven seventy six. That's a two channel stereo one that I yep. stole. But it's the, still, but, <laughs> practically stole. Yeah, yeah those are great. Anyway, anyways, yeah. Sorry. He sorry. gave me. He he helped me get the part number for the for the switch, oh. and so then I was able to order and and hook up with the supplier. Oh right, and, that's such a great idea. I love it. The concept of all in was just like, oh my god, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. And sure enough, it, it's really turning into something. So see, that's my kind of nerdy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Right. That's my kind of nerdy. <laughs> Sorry. Cool. I mean, that works yeah. for us too, Steve. Yes. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, didn't well, you watch Tony light up when Carrie's like, all... this puts it into series. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tony's face. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mind blown. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Tony no. needs a cigarette so, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so the only other thing really that, I mean, the, the details would be like string spacing. It's 17 millimeters at the bridge. Oh, wow. It's a 1.4 inch nut. Okay. which is Ooh. narrower than a J bass, right? Um, and it's, hello. <laughs> am I too loud? Why am I yelling? I'm oh, sorry, I'm too loud. <laughs> I gotta be quieter. She's on a meeting too. So we're both doing Zoom meetings at the same Everyone's time. Everyone's Zooming. Awesome. Anyway, yeah, who's Zooming? <laughs> anyway, um, the radius, also I paid an extra tooling fee to have them build a compact radius sander for the neck. So it's seven and a half to 12. So it's gonna play Dude. great. And it has a spoke wheel truss rod. So oh, let's not twice. Yeah. Seven ninety nine. Oh, wow. love it. That's, and we nice. we're we're getting gig bags sorted out. I think we're using Gator and we're gonna do an OEM custom version of their um their it's a Jazzmaster case, which fits the base perfectly. So gorgeous. Um, I love it. Thirty two yeah. inch scale, right? 30.7, sorry, I know oh, 30. that. 30, 30.7, which is 780 millimeters. So, um, and this is all directly pulled right off of a Goya, all those numbers, wow. 17 millimeters, the pickup spacing, the, the scale length and the nut width and then the heel width, all that stuff, so. That's rad. Now, yeah. here's a, a footnote for people that might be interested who are listening to this, who also play guitar. Um, I think I'm going to take this thing and adapt it and make a guitar and try to do the same thing with the guitar. Ooh, Basically cool. make a cat bass guitar, or cat guitar, cat bass guitar, that doesn't make sense. Cat guitar, <laughs> a Synonyx guitar. Yeah, heard it here first. Yeah, I, yeah, publicly actually, yeah. Here's a scoop for you. <laughs> um, so that's where we're at on those things. Um, 
other what shops. What would the scale length carry be on the guitar? Actually, I'm curious. Um, that's a good question. I don't know where I'm going to go on that. I tend to like the shorter scales because they're they're just fatter sounding instruments. Um, like a Gibson style, then. Yeah, but but I don't like. Um, the issues you tend to tend to have on Gibson because the string goes over the nut at an angle, and then right. that G string binds, and so you never—they're really hard to get them to play in tune. Um, regular, you know, they're hard to tune. Anyway, that's an issue. So if I can come up with something that's a straight string pull and I can do a shorter scale length, um, uh, I will probably go that direction. Um, I have a guitar that I got from a, a friend of mine, builder. Um, who I'm not going to mention because he's uh, a bit um, controversial. Um, and if I'm sure if y'all read between the lines, you can probably figure out who it is. But this guitar has a shorter scale and it has um, some pickups in it that I tweaked and sort of adjusted. And um, I'm looking to probably put those in the, in the guitar version of this, something like that, which will be nice. something I don't, know if i'm sure somebody's done it somewhere and i just don't know about it but, um but yeah that's uh that's how the guitar is probably gonna go um i don't know i, I mean I'm, I'm, i may play with a couple different scale lengths i'm i'm getting my cnc machine sorted out again because my computer that i originally bought with it with windows 98 <laughs> or xp or something like that on it that's my CNC controller computer, and, and it's 16 years old. Oh. And so it finally started doing some funky stuff. And I was like, all right, it's time to find something else. So there's this company in Australia called Masso, and they make a little tiny box. It's about that big, and it's, it's a computer and a servo controller, and it's all this stuff in one. And it's cheaper than buying – plus it has the software on it to run the CNC machine. So it's cheaper than buying a PC – and some software and mucking around and trying to get it all to work. So I'm in the process of getting that fired up and dialed in on the machine and, and it'll have way more capability than I had before. So I should be able to be uh, a bit more creative and more productive with my machine in terms of prototyping stuff and, and having fun. So I'm gonna make a handful of, a um, couple of P bases. I got a couple of guys I want P bases. I'm gonna do them in my super high-end lacquer, quarter sawn maple, um, one piece Okume body kind of vibe. And then I'm also got a couple guys lined up for, for some J bases in the same sort of paradigm that the, the four string all lacquer super light bodies. Um, they're expensive though. So, <laughs> yeah. which is why I'm doing them. <laughs> um, and then, um, I'm going to make some guitars. So I gotta make a, I gotta make myself a tally cause I gave my daughter a tally that I made myself. I gave it to her for her 18th birthday. So awesome oh, i let her i let her sort through all of my guitars and you can pick one of them for your birthday and so that's the one she picked so nice yeah pretty cool you know, we were talking the other day like okay it's kind of hard to predict a trend obviously and then it's even harder to predict a trend when people aren't gigging right yeah so we're trying to determine like, where is like, the, the short yes. scale still going on looks like we have a visitor Yes. Hi. I love it. The cat's looking for her, for the bass. Like, where's the bass? Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> right. And just, it seems like that the uh, short scale and vintage is still like 
yeah, super strong. Well, that's what's happening. You know, it's interesting. I, I was thinking about this at NAM this year because there it was there were two things going on from my perspective that that were hot, and one was the short scale vintage vibe kind of old school thing, and two um, is this kind of business here. Yep. No. Oh, yeah. Fan fret headless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Right. I mean, the, the, this kind of thing is all the rage right now. Sure. Um, so it's, you know, Tony, it's hard to say, I think. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things coming and going, fading in, fading out all the time. But um, primarily, it's just, I think people are just chasing the tone that is in fashion right now. And, and there's a lot of the um, modern, heavier music. You know, this kind of thing works better for that because I mean, it's a really I mean, you know, open sound, right? Guys, you know, yeah. they're all about that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, Strandberg and everybody. And then and then there's the guys who just want a fat, dark, thumpy sound that has some character and interest, and and that's the short scale thing, man. I, I, uh -huh. Those two things are pretty hot. I, personally, I'm still completely infatuated with P basses, so I don't know about that. But, um, Same here. All of us. Yeah, that's my. Joke. I've been in a PJ phase lately. I, and I've never really been a PJ guy. And in the past, I don't know, a few months. Oh, yeah. I, I, built, I built a PJ off your pickups, a four string. Uh huh. And um, it has the bridge pickup that you don't like. You have oh, two yeah. Different kind, different, that's two a different. Uh, Boardwell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't know what you call it, but you know, Adrian was telling me, "Oh, Kerry doesn't like this one. It's kind of nasty." Oh, the SE, yeah. The SE, the SE, the SE, and the uh, the NG NJ four SE, right? Or the or are we talking about P pickups now? No, no, this is the the bridge pickup and the, okay. and, the and for the P pickup, it's the yeah. NP four. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it it just kills. Yeah. It kills. It slays. Man, I I have a whole new love. If this I just built this parts hanging around. I'm like, let's let's build this thing up, yeah. right? Because it's all Warmoth, all Nordstrand, all Shallow. Yeah. Right. And came out cool. the best four string PJ I've ever played. Man, I I just really like how I play on a simple bass, a four string bass with a sort of clean basic tone, a fat round. I just tend to play stuff that that is more appealing and let it's more. It really focuses on the groove, and and um, I, I like to play like the same two bars over and over again, you know, until I'm I'm sort of zoning out and just really in embraced and surrounded by the groove. Um, that's kind of what my my thing is these days. I don't know if any of you guys have heard any of the little SoundCloud links I put up every now and then, but. Um, you can, if you if you go searching, you can find me on SoundCloud and check some of this stuff out. I've heard some of it. Some of yeah. re, re, the, the newer stuff. It's it's fun. I, I just have a blast. This is still my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Big singles. That's big singles. No, pulled big back. Singles? Yeah. Yep. That bass is deadly, man. TP5. Just deadly. <laughs> just stop it, Joe. I gotta do it. Yo, now, Joe, what the... I know I can read your thoughts, Bison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. I was about to say, what does the TP stand for? Well, you know, maybe toilet paper. I don't know. <laughs> toilet paper. Extra <laughs> hot right about now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Tony's hey, hoarding the TP bases. Yeah. Joe, what were the pickups in your base? What are those pickups? In I have no idea. Um, you know, you know, the funny thing is, is that I, I was 
like you know to to echo what what Carrie was saying, this is a 32 inch scale mm. six string fretless yeah. um, mm -hmm. clip board well that I bought from a buddy of mine uh, for a steal. I don't even want to say how much I spent. But, is that a camphor top? Um, I don't even know. It I looks like camphor to me. Yeah. I I'm waiting for Cliff to to let me know, but yeah. Those are, those are called jazz bars, actually. Those are jazz bars, what we call jazz those bars. Those are nice. Yeah. 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 They're basically uh, J pickups in a soap bar cover. So it's nice. it's an incredible sounding playing bass. Um, cool. You know, because Harry can attest to this. Ever since I saw the the um, the first drawings of the cat bass, I've been bothering him. Right. Sending him <laughs> messages and this and that because I I first saw the the, the Goya with with of course Juan and I don't know if mm -hmm. the video he's walking which is yes oh god mm. you know like, so good to see I almost started crying I was like yeah oh, dude yes. seriously yes. yeah you know when when I started doing demo you know not to I don't want to get Steve's ego but Steve was oh. of mine oh, as sorry. was Juan these these were the yeah. guys that that I looked to emulate and. When Juan started playing, you know, when, when Juan first came up with that Goya, yeah. I was like, holy cow, that's exactly what I was looking for because yeah. I wanted that retro vibe, but I wanted something, you know, new. And I, I read, you know, review after review that 90% of them on the market, they're selling for a thousand bucks, you know, $1,600, but they were crap. More than that. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. it was like, you know, it was basically luck of the draw, like, you know, like, Right. Juan got lucky, obviously, because what does he have? Like two or three of them. Um, I think he's got two now. He's always horse trading stuff around, so it's hard <laughs> to say. Yeah. Right. So he had the red one, and I think he had the the a burst, the burst one. Yep. And then Yannick got one that sounded incredible, and I mm -hmm. short scale vibe, the seventeen millimeter spacing, just that oomph for it, um, and. I'm all about short scale bases. I love them. So as yeah. I'm saying, like, you know, I've been since since Carrie put out the first drawings, I was I'm like, Carrie, I need one. I, I mean, need one. I mean, look, there there's an argument to be made that Juan basically created the market for this base by by getting into the Goya and sort of resurrecting that and 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 making it a thing and, and quadrupling the used prices on them because you know he's he does that. famous. Yeah. And so suddenly it was like, oh, an $800 new and improved version of a Goya is, that's a pretty good idea. So yeah. um, in the way all this stuff unfolded when I was putting this instrument together and, and sort of prototyping it and building and trying things out and seeing how it worked, uh, it was just so sort of organic. I didn't even, you know, it just kind of circumstance told me, hey, you ought to do this. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, let's try it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you did, man. I'm glad. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, you know, having had one with Bob Glob for over a year and have it become like one of his main instruments, um, that's, I can't even, I, I, I still am like, wow, you know, so mm -hmm. yeah, really just blown away by the, the way this has gone. So yeah, it's kind of a big deal for me. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, um, cool. That's, I mean, so that's kind of where, where the shops at. We're still cranking pickups out. We've got tons of, um, tons of orders. We're, we've got two or three months worth of orders. We're building tons of stuff for those fan fret instruments for Ibanez. Um, Good stuff. 
they got swamped with orders right around them, just blasted with orders. And so they just kept sending in orders for pickups. And we were like, who's going to make these? We can't build, you know, 2000 pickups in two months. I mean, what do you, you guys are insane. That's, that's five times what we normally do. So, mm-hmm. um, so I bought winding machines and hired people and we, we kind of did our best to keep up with it. And we're, we're keeping them from rioting for now, but, um, it's, it's been a, a challenge to kind of hold it all together in this stretch here. So, but, uh, direct sales, I mean, we had a killer direct sale month this month. Um, like one of our best months ever, um, nice. which is crazy. And I, I think there's a couple factors there. I mean, other, other places are, are closed down right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one thing. And then, um, You know, we we just we we just managed to keep things plugging along. Plus, people are getting people that don't need stimulus money are oh, I'm gonna buy some pickups and a preamp. You know, I mean, right. So, and then they'll still have a bunch of money left over. So, you know, it's it's a. I think we've got really lucky. Uh, I'll just put it that way. The way all this stuff has played out over the last couple of months. Um, guys took winding machines home and magnet grinders, and one of the guys does quality control checks at home, and then. You know, brings home piles of stuff, quality checks it, puts it in bags, brings it back, and then we ship it out. So, and, nice. um, so everybody here is observing the social distancing. We've got our own little grooves. It's basically home, food, and work, and you know that's mm-hmm. it. So, so it's about as safe as we can make it, and we're still cruising along, and business is good, and yeah, we're 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 set up for a good year. So, awesome. things are things are pretty great right now. So, cool. I know you probably, if not now, you will shortly, I've got a, um, I've got a 32 inch scale five string from um, Mad at Better Mousetraps mm-hmm. as um, I think what we did is we're getting a big man pickup for it. Cool. But what we're doing is because I'm a very minimalist uh, player on the front, all we're putting on the front is just a series parallel switch. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I have... I have a big man in a fretless over here. Um, I, some of you guys might have seen this already. This is a Gary oh, yeah. Willis. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a Japanese Gary Willis. Is it? You've had that one for a while, right? For a little while? I think I've played that one. Oh, uh, my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had this one for a couple of years. Uh, maybe more than that. Holy cow. Anyway, but yeah, I routed it out. And all the Gary Willis purists properly freaked out. But, um, <laughs> but I, got, I got two volumes here, right? I mean, Gary's using an angular pickup now anyway, so whatever. Um, so uh, front pickup, rear pickup, and then the passive tone. Oh, nice. So that's full on in parallel. And then it's amazing, actually, the difference between the two when you roll them back and forth. There's actually more difference than you would think being so close together. But yeah, this bass is to have one fretless bass around for studio work and create creative stuff. This thing is... Ridiculous. And that happens to be one of the greatest fretless bases out on the market. It's, it's oh, really for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a good base. So. Ow. Yeah. You know, anyway. Gary, one thing you could do, like, because people go back and forth on talk base, and the, the, it seems like the pickup forum is the exploding the past two, three months, right? Mm, good. Mm-hmm. Could you go into 
a little bit of detail in your big series and maybe just give like a quick synopsis of each one of your big pickups, the big split, the big single. Mm. I don't know. That's a bit salesy for me, but, um, but yeah, it's just more informative for people like, Oh, I want to try this. I want to do this. You know, the, 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 um, so there's big singles, there's big splits, there's big rigs, there's uh, big blades. So much big. Uh, big man. We should have a pickup. We just call it the big big. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the concept for the, the big single, actually, the, the big single started as a fat stack. That was the first version that, of pickup that I made that had angled pull pieces. I mean, you know how um, I feel about it. It's my favorite pickup of all yes, time. Yes, yes, uh, I do, and I, I'm grateful. <laughs> it's really cool. I mean, and I mean, Ibanez has been using thousands of them over the last 10 years, um, and I, I couldn't have ever dreamed it would go like this, really. But um, but yeah, um, so the big single is just a, is what it says it is. It's a big, fat single coil. Um, the big split is two coils that are split in the middle, right? So it would be a a single coil but it's it's not so there, there's a two string on the four string you know it's two and two on the five string it's two and three and then on the six is three and three uh strings per coil um the big rig darker yeah typically they're a little yeah, like a, you know. a little warmer a little less open and shiny on the top um so you know people that want to play finger style i mean obviously the hum canceling thing is the big draw with the big split um you're not going to have the 60 cycle noise that single coils pull in. Um, so that's the main thing that, that, that you get from that. But they're also, they're a little warmer, sort of more round sound. So for guys who do finger style thing, they're probably a little more appealing. But you know, with a decent onboard preamp, you can push the tone in all kinds of different directions. So, you know, you could do mm -hmm. whatever you want with them really. Um, but then we got into the 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 big rigs which are a dual coil with only one pole per string instead of instead of the two poles it's just the one and then on the other coil it's the other side so one coil captures the 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 downward movement of the string and one captures the upward movement of the string and uh, you get a really complex elegant rich tone off of those things um that is pretty I, it's probably the most i Stu likes to describe it as as an elegant sounding pickup and i think that's a great way of putting it it's just a really um there's a lot of character uh but it's very balanced and and it's probably more sort of what i'd call hi-fi than pretty much anything else you do with conical poles um and then we got into the big blades. Um, I, the blade pickups were um, the, the thing that the light bulb that came on that made those work was the, the slotting of the blade so that the cover doesn't fall apart. It, I mean, it looks cool, but it's mainly just a functional thing. Um, right. it, it's so that the cover doesn't fall apart. Um, and I, I was trying to wrestle that. How do I make a blade pickup without having to epoxy pot it or have it be non-exposed? And I want it to look interesting. And then finally that idea, oh, I'll just put slots and keep the cover intact across the blade. And then I couldn't put one together quick enough. And then, you know, we said it took a, took a bit to dial the winding in on that because it's a ceramic and steel uh, construction, which is not something I was super experienced with at the time we put that together. And, um, but it, it uh, yeah, the blades are, uh, they, they've got a thing, 
going pretty strong too. Um, and then more bottom wanted, end on the blades, right? Uh, the blades. I mean, it feels like more. It feels like a heavier bottom end, but they're still really balanced. Um, they're just they just have a, a ton of dynamic range and and power, but they never they never sort of over deliver. Like they don't get too much, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, I'm not sure why. I, I but, can't wait for my next TP5. We're we're gonna we're experimenting with a pair of uh, blades. And normally I run the big singles in series. Yeah. We're gonna try the blades in uh, parallel, just in a parallel. Right. And we're also experimenting with roasted. It's one of the first mic. Oh, cool. Nets. Yeah. Ooh, so it's yeah. gonna be a slight departure, but still a TP5, still in that tight pickup position. Yeah. And I'm really curious how it's going to be versus you know the other ones I have. Right? Uh, you're gonna you're gonna love it. <laughs> I can tell you now. I think you're gonna really dig it. Um, it's just so, it's such a growly dynamic sound with lots Yummy. of complexity. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, but then I had to figure out how to make a hum canceling version of a blade pickup, and that got into the Zen blades. And so those are actually sidewinders too. So so the blade is like this. And normally a coil would go around like the strings are up here, right? Bridge neck the coil will go around this way. Well, in this case, or you'd have two coils that way, or a split, or whatever. In this case, the coil is this way. It goes this way, and so the blade. Um, there's a magnet. Wait, I'm sorry. The coils <laughs> this way. Oh yeah. There's two of them, one on either side, and then the okay. blades in the middle. And so then the magnets got, are in the center of each coil on each side, and then the blade goes up through the middle, and you get a really nice. Uh, oh, interesting. Again, an organic. Yeah, there you go. Oh, an or- cool, yeah. you can see it there. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, and those were a bit tricky to figure out. Um, we basically figured out sort of a snap style construction for our fiber, which, um, which actually works pretty good instead of I think having those are the ones that Nino really made. likes. Nino likes those blades. Uh, Valenti. Yeah. Nino yeah. Valenti, yeah. You know, we did to him one time. <laughs> he, he, we sent him some blades early on and he, he, he cut his fingers on them cause he was playing aggressively. And he, so he sent me pictures of like his fingers yeah. bleeding. And so the next order we sent him, we sent him some band-aids. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> so I, was, I was like, here you go. If you're going to hurt yourself, you know. He's this close to coming out and running in my posse at NAM next year, if NAM goes on. Oh, man. He I extended sh- the whole that. thing to, to Joe as well. I'm like, come, come stay with my group, do everything. It'll be cool. You know? We should, you know what, if it's if, if NAM doesn't happen, maybe we should look at putting together some kind of a hang anyway, yeah. as long as we can do it safely. Yeah. you know and and have it sort of contained and, and yeah <laughs> everybody's got to wear hazmat suits and yeah. goggles and yeah but um that would be cool um but yeah uh he he digs those too for sure yeah but that's i mean did i cover all the big pickups no that's that, that's i mean the so. big man this is good for people to hear and it's not yeah. so much salesy, but more like a tone explanation of tone right, right, from the creator right, right. to yeah. the marketplace and so forth, right? I mean, people want to know this. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I'm actually thinking of, I have that Colibri that has big singles. Yeah. I, I kind of want to maybe put some big rigs in there, just a series, you know, just to, just to check it out. So I've been, I've been tossing it around. I've been talking to Tony about it, like, hmm. 
I think you'd like that. Yeah, I I think yeah. you'd like that. Um, something different just to try it. You know, I would I would definitely make them switchable though. Series parallel. I, yes. I think Yeah. 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 Because they're both extremely usable sounds with that pickup. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk, so, but I've been, so thinking, Gary, I've been thinking about it. Cool. So. Gary, I have a question. Um, yeah. For my my fretless, I I was considering. I, I I'm I'm actually looking for something like more modern you know, like a, like a very, very aggressive fretless tone. What would you recommend if I wanted to swap out the, because these are just regular single, uh, single correct? When you say modern, see moderns, there's not enough information there for me. What, 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 like, give me somebody that has a sound, fretless sound that you think of as modern. Um, I guess like, Let's talk, um, like, I like that aggressive, like, dingwall sound. Okay. So that's what I mean by modern, where it's, where it's very, very trebly, but the mids, mids cut through. What about, like, a Michael Manring vibe? Is that kind of... Or Trip Wamsley? How about Trip Wamsley? You know Trip Wamsley? Of course I know Trip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got what I would call a modern fretless sound. That's yes, when yes. I think that, of... That's pretty safe. To, yeah, trip, okay. Trip's fretless sound. Okay. You, you're talking about his, uh, his Olympic... Olympic. Alembic. Yeah, yeah. He plays yeah. an Alembic. Yeah. 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 Tri Trip likes to put a lot of top end on his sound, which yes. that doesn't work for me. I can't make that work. Um, but so, so probably, honestly, I'd probably recommend the big rigs because they're a more elegant, open, airy sound. And that would probably give you that, that clarity that you want from the top plus the complexity and the lushness in the mid range. So and then I, that's and then, what I'd. And then with a pre, I could get a, a passive, active push. Mm -hmm. pre. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can yeah, I, I give you like two cents on that, Joe? Let me just give yeah. you like, because I've been with Carrie since a long time, since almost your very beginning, actually. You know, yeah. I've had everything. So I would just realize my daughter is going to be 12. And I think it was about a year before that I was with you, like maybe even a little <laughs> bit. Right? Yeah. So, Joe, what I noticed to get that dingwall sound that's really my TP5. It gets that like that. And big singles in series yeah. creates more of that lower mid-range, that modern lower mid-range. Instantly lower mids go boop through the roof. Right. But like yeah. not old school lower mids. It's like lower mids and this, like a little bit of a bump of the upper mids. And my mid-range explodes with that. Yeah. The big singles in series, man, is like I have four bases like that. It's, it's my it's my favorite sound. I don't know. Show me that, show me that board well again. I want to see where the pickups are. I don't remember exactly. You know what? Let me let works. me put on a light so at least you can see it. You know, speaking of um, short scales, I've got a fun one to show you guys. I'll be right back. Cool. Uh -oh. <laughs> John's gonna make me nervous. I know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm. So that neck pickup looks roughly P base placement and the back pickup is sort of maybe 70 is ish. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to factor in the 32 inch scale as well. Is that yeah. a 24 fret fingerboard? Um, yes. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, yeah, on Tony's base, the pickups are moved back. So if you took that neck pickup and you moved it back like a half an inch, right. you'd probably have roughly what Tony has on his base translated to the scale. Um, I mean, his is, yours is 35, right dude? Mine's a, yeah, I'm not uh, cool. I play yeah. 35s. 
Well, one time you were the coolest around with 35. That was that was a big deal <laughs> once upon a time. So let me just explain but, in this space. This space, how it is, the pickup is adjusted to where the 60s position would be, right? Okay. Mike did that specifically. So if you go to M5, this pickup's exactly where an M5 would be. It's exactly right. where the back pickup of an adjust space would be. Slightly ever adjusted, which I think is like maybe a quarter of an inch really for the scale yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah. this pickup is just moved back about uh, an inch from a j neck placement from a j neck placement. okay yeah right so you got a tighter a tighter staccato mid-rangey punch oh if i do like a fast run like blah, 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 yeah, every note comes through like you yeah. know right that's yeah. awesome yeah i like that so um so it's almost mean, yeah you couldn't have two more different bases you know physically to try to compare sounds <laughs> i mean yeah. the, the pickup placements are in the ballpark but but a 35 inch scale versus a 32 um what's the back on the board well the body the body um it looks i'm not mm. well, it looks like a mahogany core right yeah mahogany core maybe pistachio oh it could be yeah yeah uh -huh. Yeah, it looks like pistachio. Yeah, no, I think it's pistachio. It's not. It's not open pore enough to be limba. But yeah, that's no, not, it's, yeah. it's not black limba. So is that a pretty warm sounding bass? No, this. Yes. I want to okay. get it more aggressive. This and I think, see, to me, well. I think the big rigs, man. I think that would be Ooh. to pull some top end out of it. Yeah, that's a witch exactly tone? where a jazz bass spacing would be if okay. this is an M5. Right. So I play this as well, and mine. Just it's mine's just like this. Yours is an inch. Yeah, you can definitely see the difference. That one's probably better for slap stuff. Believe it or not, this is what gets weird about everything. You, you can build something and say, and Carrie, you can attest to this. I think we all can. You can say, oh, this is going to be deeper and everything. This is actually brighter. Mm. It doesn't mm. even matter on the wood. Mm. Like, it is, on mm -hmm. paper, this should be deeper and more scoopier than my, right. than my signature. It's definitely more scoopier, but it's not, it's not deeper at all. Huh. Actually, well. it's just, I just think it's the wood combination, what have you. But then again, I have another TP5 that's built exactly the same way. It's about a half a pound heavier. Yeah. And it's a lot brighter. Oh yeah, heavier is bright usually. That's that's my experience. Northern the heavier, ash, yeah, yeah the heavier. Ash. It doesn't even matter what kind of wood it is. It's it's more about the weight. I actually think weight is more important than wood species. Sorry, controversial okay. stuff, but <laughs> so heresy. Um, you yeah. have a valid point there. Yeah. John, didn't you I mean, grab? I did. Yeah, show us. Where is it? Show us, John. Let's go. You're ready for this. Ooh. Wow. This. Is a Kalamazoo, which is was the low end from Gibson when they made them in town. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. So um, that's cool. The the body you can probably see it a little bit right here. It's actually a press board. Okay. Yeah. But all yeah. bridge and the original electronics are all straight EBO. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the thing is, you know, as EBO prices are skyrocketing, guys would be buying these. Because right. you could get these for a couple of hundred bucks, but you could use the parts to restore mm. the EBO. But what I did on here was I got a custom pick guard made, and mm -hmm. I have a Tele pickup in here just to tame this thing. Mm -hmm. Because as, as you know, it should go out 
will go without saying, short scale with the mud bucker is just pure mud. Yeah. 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 Wasn't, wasn't it, it sounds great once you run some distortion through it. Oh, cool. You know, because it tightens everything up and brings out the high end. But yeah, I did that just because so I could, um, and I wired them in sear, uh, no, parallel. Mm -hmm. Just so it will, um, I, it, it opens up the tone knob a little bit more. Get a little more top out of it. Yeah. yeah. What's the scale length on that? Um, it's, I think it's 30. Like, wow. officially, cool. you know, I don't know if it's the 30 yeah. and a half yeah. or whatever, well, but yeah. I, I have a question both John and, and, and Carrie. So like on, on a 30 scale base, um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the demo I did for Mike Tobias's 30 inch, the 630. Mm -hmm. he, had, he had custom strings made by LaBella for that sure. base. Um, you know, 17 millimeter space. They were a super, super light gauge string, but they were also booming. Um, I prefer a standard size string. So on a 30 inch scale, can I use a standard gauge string like 145s or 95s to 40? You can, you just gotta get it to, to fit because the biggest issue you're gonna have, you know, especially on little tuning pegs mm -hmm. like this, right, um, is having the full meat of the string around it. Yeah, right, so like and the, the core will break, yeah. Tuner, yeah. You can usually get away with it. Yeah, the half inch post. Yeah. yeah. But these little ones. If you're down with a three-eighths inch post, you're probably going to break the string. And we ran into that with these, with the cat bases. Um, and they're putting on short scale diaderios at the factory. And I, I asked them, hey, can we use other strings? And they're like, um, no. <laughs> so, okay, cool, fine. So we're going to have, um, we're going to have Dunlops that we will sell as replacements. And they'll probably be branded as, as our own string because they're going to be, length and made the right length for them. Um, and then we're also going to do uh, flat wounds with them. So, oh, cool. so you'll, be able, you'll be able to upgrade to flat wounds when nice. you get one of these. That's, okay. that's a, yeah. uh, a nice point you bring up, Carrie, uh, because a lot of times, like when I'll talk, when people, you know, talk to me at GHS and they have all these things they're going to do with like, you know, building a custom base, the biggest thing they have is they'll have like a weird size. And my first thought to them is, all right, well, how are you planning to service your customers after they buy this instrument? Right. You know, exactly. they, have, yeah. they don't have a reason for that. It's like, well, this is my vision. I'm like, well, I, I you got to think no beyond that. <laughs> yeah. I've got, yeah. I'm trying to make sure that your vision doesn't upset a lot of people that bought into it. Right. <laughs> and, and die on the vine because now right. people can't get strings. Yeah. I mean, that was a big deal with headless instruments back in the day, you know, double ball sure. end things. I mean, that's, that's hard. Those are hard to find. They're, they're a little easier to find now because of the resurgence, but yeah, well, that's, a, that's you know, definitely like, a factor. Well, the Ibanez guys, what, do they have an adapter at the top so you can use regular strings and just clamp it down? It's a clamp system right now. Yeah, this one. Um, yeah. I don't even know if it has a double ball provision on it. I mean, when I made a few headless bases, it was the same as the hip shot setup. So there's a ball end on the, the bridge end and then the other end is a, is a clamp. Yeah, but I think that's, that's the way to deal with those now because trying to make those strings is like yeah. twice as many steps. Totally. Yeah, yeah. They they're expensive, more expensive too. So, uh, but that's the trick. Um, but you know, a lot of those clamp systems, you got to be careful because they'll break the string if you over tighten them. So, yeah, for sure. Um, but but yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. Does that that make sense, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was just concerned because I, I've probably got about 
10 years worth of elixir strings in my closet that I wanted to see if, if I could actually use it on it. You know, <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, the, the one, yeah. you know, if you do it slowly, it'll either break right away or you'll be fine. Yeah. So you'll, you'll be able to know right away. Right. Right. And I mean, I've like on, on the 32, I, I have elixir strings on and it's fine. No problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and then is 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 the fat part of the B string wrapped around the post on that one? Uh, I might tell just, us. just barely. Okay. Just barely. Okay. It made it, but uh, you know, fortunately, Elixir's does make a long scale because I have my Carl Thompson's a thirty-six inch scale. Oh wow! Or it doesn't even—it's like two or three inches off off the yeah. shooting peg. Right. I'm good because I, I I have those um, disgusting acid fingers that <laughs> you kill strings. Yeah, I kill strings yeah. in 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 24 hours. Um, yeah, which is why I I love elixir strings uh, because mm, yeah versus you know a day or two. Um, so so it's something that I know that that elixirs is very limited with their offerings, but I can get it. You know, um, mm. you know I guess um, you know definitely if. if if GHS, I do like the progressives because I had to, I have uh, I have a couple of sets of the 32 two inch scale progressives. Those things are amazing. They actually last me a pretty pretty decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. I'm sweating over the instrument, I'm fine. And the progressives they they last a, a long time. They sound great, and I I personally like them. So as yeah. something at least you know because. At least I have something that that'll last longer than you know, like say the first week, because I'll go through those strings after the first week. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a little I guy jump around in a jumpsuit wearing the, you know with progressives night after night, and they last, and they still got brightness and zing, and I can pull out yeah. any of my bass that have progressives on it. Go to the harmonics, and yep. it'll you know, it'll ring for hours. <laughs> yeah. See, I I I. I so not into top end right now <laughs> like i actually like dead strings like i almost like hey joe play these and kill them for me and then send it back to me i mean that's kind of like you know like it takes me a long time to kill strings um but there's a sweet point where they get broken in usually it's a, after a couple of months of me playing them and then they just get really round sounding and that's that's what i like mm -hmm. um, well everything's circular it's going to come back to like you know a bright aggressive modern thing again and then I'm gonna I'll be on top of the game. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think yeah. but but Tony, you know what I, I think I think the whole vibe of the cat face, you know, I'd be cool with dead strings on it because that's the whole vibe. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? vibe. Yep. Like that that's something that like, you know, I wanna run through an effects processor, different types of effects pedals and get like that 60, 70 feel to it with just the thumpy fat sound. But when mm -hmm. I Carl Thompson, I want top ends, you know really aggressive growly tone mm -hmm. yeah does that one have you made a comment it? when i played the cat bass uh he's like you play differently with that yeah mm -hmm. you know? everybody will you will you'll sit yeah. down and you'll, you'll start to play it it makes you play differently because it's yeah. so much smaller and easier to play um you know it's, it's, it, it it invites you to sort of lighten up slow down a little bit or maybe speed up because it's faster i don't know it's it just it makes made people me think chill. a little differently yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the things I love about it actually. Yeah. It, and it always makes people smile. Anytime somebody sits down and plays one, they're like they, they play a few notes and they look over and they they have this big grin on their face. Like, what is going on here? So it's fun. 
So I know, I know Carrie doesn't want to do the whole sales pitch, but if you go on northernaudio.com, um, yeah, basically pops up on the, on the, the main page. You just click on view this base. Yep. Deposit of 300 bucks. You yep. choose the color that you want. Um, 499 plus tax is required at, you know, once the base is in, right. uh, I highly recommend ordering it. Uh, you're getting the basically a modernized updated version of, of the, um, the Goya, yeah. Goya, yeah. Uh, at a fraction of the price, and, and you know you're not going to have any issues. You, you, right. Not. Yeah, I want to add to that too. Like, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. Everybody knows what I do. You know, big, bright, you know, gnarly definition. And that, the cat base, man, is my favorite short scale I ever played. <laughs> Hands down, my favorite. Yeah. I, I love it's, it. The black one at NAM, man, I yeah. totally dug it. I still hear, yeah. I think, I think, I think my, I think that's might end up being my daughter's because it's got four bolts instead of three, right? I, when I yep. did this, I wanted, I wanted three bolts, oh, and the cool. factory, the factory decided, oh, we'll put four bolts. And I was like, no, you're not putting four <laughs> bolts. Come on, this is my thing. So, um, so they switched it back to three and said, oh, well, we, you know, warranties. Oh, come on, three bolts, two bolts is probably plenty for the amount of tension on one of these things. Um, but I'm gonna actually I'm gonna sweeten the the sales pitch for these things. So the 7.99 price is the introductory price, and that's just to kind of get us off the ground. And it's probably gonna go up to 8.99 um, on the second batch. Uh, the other thing is all the the first 200 bases all come with a mute. Ooh. Oh, cool! Ooh. That will fit. That will fit the base. So this one's actually 19. I've got a 17 around here somewhere. <laughs> But so, so that is included. So you'll get 799, you get a mute in the base and they're all going to go over, they're all going to come across most bench here in the shop. And so it, they don't take much cause that factory is actually really good. Um, so a little bit of tweaking on the nut, maybe, maybe the frets will stick out a little bit. We'll clean that up a little bit and, and, and dial them in and then um, set the truss rod, the intonation and the action height and out the door. So yeah. Oh, God, so, I love this space. Back to <laughs> Joe's Boardwell. How about uh, blades for that? Trying out the blades. I'm sorry, I'm circling back, but I. No, it's, the it's blades cool. have a nice, nice, like low mid. They're growly. They really work well for fretless. But but I, what I'm kind of getting from Joe is that he wants more top end out of this thing. Oh, yeah. He wants it to sing and have an airy vibe to it. Big rigs. And to me, that's the big rigs. Um, they have them. They have more air than almost anything else we make, in, in, in my experience of them. Uh -huh. um, and that bass is sort of preloaded to have a really warm, fat sound in terms of the woods and the scale length and the placement of everything. So, so I would I would tend to go and the the blades, especially the I mean the clean and clear big blades might be a good vibe, um, but. I don't know. If you don't like the big rigs, just let me know and we'll sort you out. Nice. Yeah, no, we'll definitely, we're, we're definitely going to have to talk about that in more detail. Cool. Cool, cool. And how, so, Carrie, how about, um, you said you're building. <laughs> that was my knee. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be um, building some J's and P's in-house, like the uh, NJ, uh, NJ. VJ's, yeah. VJ's, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, come through. Yeah, I got, I got, I'm, I got a couple of guys. I'm going to build some P bases for, um, and then, 
one of the guys that got one of the last batches of my super high end, you know, lacquer finished P bases. Uh, he wants a, a, a J base. He he emailed me right as I was starting to decide I need to do this, and I was like, "Hey, you're you good good timing, dude." <laughs> so nice. So um, yeah, I'm gonna put put one together for him, and and probably do a couple more. I, I'd like to have one for myself, actually. Yeah. Um, just partly to see if I can lure myself away from a P base with a J base. <laughs> you mm. know? So which I'm not. I doubt it, but I want I want to try. Yeah. yeah, I started uh, on a J. PJ, back, they're weird, way man. Back, but I've definitely moved over to a P as I played more and gotten older. I want to hear Keith's opinion on a P. Then tell me what's weird about them because I recently have like been all about them as an alternative if I'm playing my own base. PJs are a very specific play flavor, and they work with a certain type of player. Um, and usually it's the type of player that started on a PJ. So if you learned how to play on a PJ bass and that's, and you learned how to make it sound good, then, <laughs> then I think you're more likely to have, you know, a, a good experience with them. People that come to PJs later on in their playing arc to me typically don't really get what they want out of them. Um, I think for me, a PJ is the, the best, the most value in a PJ base is, is having a P pickup and then having something in the bridge position that's like a souped up J pickup, like a big single or something, you know, like the Ibanez stuff. Cause then you can, you can solo that pickup and really make it work. Whereas if it's just a single coil J pickup, a lot of times, you know, you have to tweak your, your amp settings or your preamp settings or to fatten it up a little bit. Um, yeah. Cause they're just, or you, you know, some guys have a naturally fatter sound hand, sounding hand, and then yeah. it works. But but a lot of guys don't. They get a thin, you know. Well, you get that really weird aggressive. That weird, you get that weird odd number of coils because you got three and that right cancellation. Well, thing. that's to me, yeah. When you run both the pickups at the same time, that's where you start to run into to potential issues um, in terms of odd sort of, you know, mode cancellation situations yeah. where the 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 scoops in the frequency are in weird places and and um yeah again i think if, if you if you've been doing it from the beginning you can you know how to deal with your amp and make it work but it's um pj bass is i don't know it's usually a love it or hate it thing so yeah go, on, go on joe can i can i say this while i hate pj basses I love reverse PJ basses. So All right. I love a P bass pickup reverse. It's probably, mm -hmm. you know, if, if I was building my, you know, the Joe Fazio signature series, it would be a reverse PJ pickup configuration. Cool. Yeah. Favorite. I love reverse P because even if you take a reverse P by itself without the J on the bridge, it's still mm -hmm. a very powerful mid rangey pumping sound because where the where the where you put the the when you reverse the pickups that's typically where i play because i like to play in the middle of the two pickups that's my, mm -hmm. kind of like my personal sweet spot and that's where my ear is pulled but with a with a p bass even though it's i, I understand it's been on every famous track uh in all of history <laughs> yeah right exactly this would yeah. be there yeah yes yeah, so, so switch it that's where i play right there yeah. Right. That's my sweet spot. 
where, yeah. where my ear tells me is a sweet spot. So I like them. Yeah. I love them reversed. Cool. Yeah. So cool. I, will, I will preface with that. I'm not, I'm not a total hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I just lately I've been playing them PJ and you know, my EQ is usually pretty flat. Um, I just go, I don't even, I'm not even a tone tweaker. I don't even change my nods, you know? Yeah. It's just really for like the room. And now I've been using one or two DIs, the, the ready or now the Rupert Neve DI. I'm an artist for Rupert Neve now. So it's like, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with just how it is. And I don't favor one pickup or the other. They're both on boom, go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's the kind of thing that either works or doesn't for most people. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's yeah there's not much in between like yeah yeah it's pretty good but no it's it's <laughs> i love it or <laughs> so that, at least that's been my experience of it which i certainly wouldn't say is anywhere near reference but i freaking I, love it and it depends on the builder too and i think the one builder that definitely hit it out of the park is pat wilkins with his mm -hmm. just from mm -hmm. him moving it up I, there's something about that obviously devin with that base with the two you know, you, you got to have some robustness and you got to, I don't know. And yeah, Pat, Pat makes a mean ass PJ, mm -hmm. man. I love mm -hmm. him. That's my opinion. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Right on. And Pat's bases are standard regular P. Yeah, he doesn't like the reverse P, actually. We just he, talked to Pat the other day. Yeah. He's like, oh, he likes it in the studio, but he feels like it loses low end live. But I'm with you, Joe. I kind of like the reverse P. Yeah. Where my pocket is and my signature, the big signal is, single is it's pulled back kind of around the position of where like a reverse P would be, right. that back yeah. where it would be. And I, I like it. Tighter in the low end is okay with me. Yes, yeah, I agree really, with that. You, the way you play tends to put a lot of bottom end into the sound, just the way you hit the string with your right hand. And I, and I think, yeah, that's part of the reason more focus works so well for you is that your natural sound is, is has a lot of bottom in it. Hmm. So. See, Steve, that now that that top P bay, that top P pick is where is basically where I, I like it. So that oh, was oh no, that's regular P position. Is that's it? Regular. It looks like it's farther back. It's because this is pushed way to the front. Ah. Pat does some weird man. Pat takes the J pickup and goes, Whoop, let me scooch it up close to the you know and that and that's a dual coil that's a hum canceling okay. right north strand all north. Yeah. yeah cool this is the money base man this so thing. that's a split j pickup yeah yep yeah it's split yeah. j and then the mp uh uh mp5 right mp5 yeah i love yep. it yeah yep. but yeah it, it needs to oh. be up farther he just got it right did you yeah. guys see power blade five is coming down the line Finally. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The P. Finally. Finally. P5. Yep. Finally. What a pain in the ass that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, so here's here's what happened. Um, most five-string P builders uh, in the boutique market, you know, when they started making five-string Ps, they just took a four-string cover arrangement and put yeah. five sets of pole pieces in there. Um, the Duncan pickups like that. Um, I, I don't know who else makes them, but, um, and then Fender comes along and goes, oh, well, we're, we're Fender. We do what we want to do. And so, so they make one that has a longer cover on the, on the three string coil. And then yeah. they got a four string size cover for the two string coil. 
which is like, okay, what, why? Um, and then other companies are going, well, we're going to use the two, both the long, longer covers that Fender's doing now. So, so it's, it's like, so I've got to come up with three different iterations of this pickup and they all got to sound great and work great. And so I got to make blades and I'm trying to figure out if I can make one set of blades that's going to work on all three versions of the pickup. And of course, no, you can't. So, mm -hmm. so that's, what's been the hang up on that pickup is, is, is just sorting out how to make each iteration of these things work the best it can and, and dealing with the fact that, well, we're going to need probably need four or five different size blades for these things. And, you know, there's, there's expense involved in, in, prototyping and getting samples made and getting things chromed and, and we got to do minimum quantities when we order blades. And so, you know, it's been this pain that we've just not dealt with until we're, we're starting to get it actually sorted out right now. My, my, my butterscotch five string uh, VP five, I have the new blade five string P nice. pickup. So, yeah, I saw a picture of that. It sounded great. Um, at the shop when I checked it out yesterday. And so I brought it home and I'm going to run it in, run it through its paces in my recording stuff and, and just see how it compares. And, uh, you know, if it's thumbs up, we'll, we'll, we'll refine it a little bit and start making them. And then we'll move on to one of the other iterations, probably the fender size one. So, yeah. That five string P is one of the best five string P's ever, dude. That bass is killer. Bass. Yeah. I, I feel sad that I don't really care to play five strings anymore. <laughs> so, but, but still, it will come back and you will play it. That is one of that. Oh, I'll use it. I mean, if I have the right tune that I'm working on or something and I need a low B, yeah. It's so good, man. Yeah. It's, it's a speech. Yeah. I love that bass. <laughs> and then let's talk about the, uh, hold on a second, V's. I have them in a bass. The oh, J yeah. Blades. The J blades, yeah. J blades. Yep. Those are fantastic. Is that yeah, a GNL? Yeah. That's a GNL. Yeah, I just dropped yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Like a tribute. Cool. Tribute GNL, yeah. But that's, yeah, I like these. Ooh. I always wanted to see GNL uh, bridges. Yeah. Very cool. exotic ash wood body, which Fender's going to stop doing in their production instruments now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, know, I just, saw that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm happy about that. That means there will be more ash for the rest of us. There's ash for everybody. Ash is available. No yeah. Shortage, it's available. Well, it's like I've got this ash supplier down and they actually supply fender, a, yeah. a ton of ash. And the last time I bought wood, I went down there and sorted through stacks. But I mean, it was, I mean, this place was the size of a football field almost. And it was full of friggin' pallets of wood. It was yeah. not a football field, maybe a half a football field. It was huge. <laughs> so much wood in there and I'm like, oh my god and it's, it's stacked like pallets that are like 20 feet high I, you know stacked wood just up to the ceiling in there um but I, they had like two pounds per per board foot ash there which is absurdly light and i don't like to go too light but they actually had a couple of one piece bodies in there blanks in there that i grabbed so i've, I've got some really fun lightweight ash and also one piece alder i actually managed to find a couple of one piece alder blanks that are super light which nice. that that's like gold finding alder that's lightweight and one piece that's crazy well that worked on me i got nervous and said up oh, warmth let me order a body right now <laughs> <laughs> well i think the rest of us will be able to get it for a while it's just going to get more expensive you know mm -hmm. um especially the light stuff 
nobody wants heavy ash hardly anymore. But except for a few guys, a few weirdos here and there, like the heavy ash. <laughs> the, the, the 70s uh, jazz bass, uh, you know, 70s Fender club. The heavy yeah, there's a thing there. Juan, Juan Aldretti loves the heavy stuff too, man. He's always yeah. about, that ah, bass is too light. It won't, it won't sound good. Compression <laughs> to the root <laughs> so, of the note. Fuck yeah. of the note in a, in a heavy northern ash instrument yeah. has announced it back. Now, I know we're talking about shades of gray. Man, I hear it. It's I know pretty it. obvious. I think it's pretty obvious when you get heavier woods in an instrument, it definitely gets a, a brighter, quicker, uh, kind of more wider hi-fi kind of a vibe to it. I don't want anything too light. I don't yeah. like anything too light. Yeah. I'll take heavier over light any day. Well, that's the fun thing about these these cat bases is they're, they're averaging around six and a half pounds. Wow. So wow. they're nice and light, yeah. What's the body wood on these? On, on the they're cats? alder. The cats are alder, yeah. Nice. yeah. An Indian rosewood board. The, 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 right around when that Indian, the rosewood thing happened last year. Mm -hmm. um, Ladies. Yeah, it was, that was a nightmare for Ibanez. It really cut into their business and our business as a, a result. a nightmare for everybody, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I was going to go with uh, Palfaro at that mm -hmm. point. And then once they cleared up that on, on you know, farm-raised Indian rosewood is okay for musical instruments, I was like, okay, boom, I'm back, I'm back on that. So that's where I want to go. So, yeah. We, uh, Caribbean rosewood started using that, and that's a decent alternative. Looks good. Huh. Sounds, yeah. Interesting. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to, I'll, I'll bring some stuff out and have you play cool. it. it. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's rosewood. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. It works. It's um right now I can't think of the name, but Caribbean Rosewood. Um mm. anyways, I'll think of it in a second. Why Rosewood over Power Faro? Curious. Mm. I like I like the color of it, actually. Power Faro tends to have a kind of a goldish vibe yeah. to it. Um and and um I also like the traditional nature of Indian rosewood as opposed to Palfaro. Even though Palfaro has been around a long time, a lot of instruments have, have it on there. Um, I just like that the Indian rosewood feels more, um, it feels more correct to me. Yeah. So. Palfaro is also but, slightly bit warmer. Palfaro, I like to characterize it as having a buttery sound. Um, yeah. Like a, a, a a throaty kind of fatness in bloom. Um, whereas I think Indians got a little more round and uh, balanced. I, I don't know. Uh, I think there's so many others. Well, go ahead. No, I think aesthetically, uh, Rosewood looks looks a lot nicer on a, on a fingerboard. Than it, it looks more the part for these bases. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I had I had a, a '70s throwback uh, custom shop Fender Jazz with Power Pharaoh, and that's that's the one thing I, I didn't like. I, I miss the aesthetics of the the rosewood fingerboard because yeah. the white with the red tortoiseshell uh, and black and yeah. the black inlays that I think if it was rosewood or even like ebony, you know, like I I, yeah. I love ebony fingerboards also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ebony or maple are, are probably two of my favorite, but you know, if I can't have either of those, definitely rosewood. As a builder, I loathe ebony. Yeah, no, it's, I know. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It I just, know. It, there, it, you just can't find ebony anymore that doesn't move around like a friggin', you know, I don't even, 
can't come up with an analogy, but it's just, <laughs> it's so, I mean, bases that have been around for 10 or 15 years, you know, when the humidity changes, they'll just be the next, you're just moving all over the place and you can still get fret sprout in them. Um, so Ebony's just not, it's a challenge. So I, I mean, I have some, but I'm letting it sit on the shelf for a long time so it can hopefully get seasoned properly and, and then be less My problematic. Favorite. Yeah, everything is so bright. I love it. <laughs> it's a challenge, man. I, for me, I'm I'm not a fan. <laughs> but um, Carrie, the that Caribbean rosewood is also it's Chechen. I oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Chechen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, sounds sounds Tobias, fancier. Yeah. Yeah. M Michael Tobias used it uh, with his collaboration with the modulus thing. The thing oh, okay. Boards and a lot of people. So Chechen's good. That's what that yeah. was our GNL's alternative and yeah took off and it looks really nice and we're st and then now we're back to some roses but we're using chechen a lot cool good. Good. yeah nice. right on yeah good deal yeah which is beautiful john you have a visitor again we i know she's a she's an attention whore <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, Carrie, so then um, builder, so Ibanez, uh, anybody else, uh, builders and manufacturers using your pickups? You got new people? Um, well, we're doing the Strandberg stuff, um, nice. which is cool. We're going to be doing all the all the Sadowski stuff, except for the stuff that's made in China now, under the new licensing arrangement with Warwick. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, we have a huge order we're just wrapping up to send over to Germany for their, their first Great. run. Nice. Um, uh, I mean, you know, we sell pickups to pretty much everybody. Um, ESP gets stuff from us. Um, I mean, there are a few, a few exceptions. Lull's a, Lull uses a lot of our stuff. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of the builders, you know, Bork Cliff uses them. Um, Devin. Devin, Devin uses Devin. them. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to me how different the, the high-end builder landscape is now from how it was even five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, so there's a lot less people doing it. <laughs> you know, there was a time when I came up when there was, there seemed like there was a base builder everywhere. There, like it was just tons of us getting off the ground and getting going, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different, it's very difficult. Yes, very, very difficult. Um, you know, I watch a lot of guys at this point, you know, having done this for 17 years, which, well, what? <laughs> the time go. Uh, but, um, you know, you see new guys come on the scene and, and you know, they're all excited and they're going to do all this and that and the other thing. And, and then, you know, you know that a couple, three years, they're likely to not be around and not doing it anymore. But there are guys that manage to, to, to figure it out and, 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 and make their way. But it's, it's such a hard thing to do. I, I never made money on bases ever until probably four or five years ago and and that's the only reason i make money in, on bases now is because i'm the only one that does the work on them whenever i had somebody working for me and i was trying to get you know get up to production speed it, it never was was profitable um but if it's just me and i do all the woodworking and then i have genius mo assemble them and and do the build then then it works so it's worth my time so. i think you have to have the right formula and i think one of the like I like Devin Devin Smolin is one of the guys that's really doing it right. You know, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty impressive the way that yep. he 
he's doing it and keeping above water and not getting himself into, you know, I mean, he's just doing it right. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, when, when he started to come on the scene more aggressively, I was like, eh, yeah. we'll see where this goes, but he's done a great job. I mean, he's, he's, he's got sharp marketing. Yes. He's, 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 his instruments are very intelligently done. Um, he's, he's figured out that if you put really nice woods on instruments, people buy them. Alfer. I mean, look at Alfer. Yeah. yeah. That, that's another guy that uses a lot of our stuff. And, and, and I mean, man, just go out and buy and find the most gorgeous wood you can find, spend the money on it, and then build really nice instruments out of it. Yeah. And you'll sell them. You'll sell them. And you'll get better well, money because well, of it. Carrie, I, I have something I have to say. I remember um, I remember I, I first saw your, your NJ5HLs. Do you remember those bases? Yep. I remember Stu did two demos with – there was a, a gray base and, like, a natural base. Yeah. And I remember just just from those demos, those those were probably two of the sweetest sounding bases I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> cool. You got to bring those back, man. And they were I actually. I actually have to build one. A local guy talked me into making one for him, so I have to build one. As far as bringing him back goes, I don't know how that works at this point in my career, because um, I'm not going to make anything production anymore. It's mm. it's going to be. I'm just going to build what 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 gets me excited and right um yeah and and then you know special things for friends here and there you know that that like this this headless i'm gonna build for this guy so uh, right. uh, but i mean there may be a point where i want to revisit the headless design and sort of tweak some things and, and do some other stuff but once i get this cnc sorted out again i i think i'll have a lot more creative potential and ability to kind of realize what i, I what shows up in my brain so Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one I liked was that the 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 darker one with the with the Wenge fingerboard and neck. Yeah, yeah, that's my fa- yeah. my favorite neck combination is Wenge on Wenge's. I love the Wenge too. Um, I di- I did a deal with uh, Mike Tobias where we each built each other a base. Yes, um, I remember and that several years ago. And I, the only thing I said that I absolutely got to have is I got to have a Wenge neck an all wingy neck and now whatever mm-hmm. else you want to do you do it and so i got my wingy neck and and it's, yeah. I, I don't i don't i don't play that bass much it's too big for me it's a 35 inch scale um i'll take it i i have a well let's talk no i, I got I'm not, I, can't, I can't sell i can't sell that bass that was part of us a, a very special no, no 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 i know i know but 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 um but i tell you what that i have a silver mtd saratoga that has jay blades in it in our preamp and that is probably my favorite five string j bass that i that's maple around neck. right now uh it's a maple neck and it has a fingerboard on it that's made out of some synthetic wood like it was going to be a, a an indian rosewood substitute i forget what he called it he did say that when they machined it it stunk so bad they decided they were never going to use it again no matter how good it worked but it's it that bass crushes it's I so play good that bass that it's bass killer. is killer it's, it's ridiculous killer. Yeah, 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 I love that thing. So I managed to hang on to that one too, thanks to their I, generosity. So <laughs> I, re- I remember I had I had a 1997 Warwick Pro M with a Wenge neck and fingerboard, and mm-hmm. the 11 years that I had it, I don't think I ever got it set up once. That's how the neck stayed, and it always played like I mean, you could you could put that neck between two chairs, stand on it, mm-hmm. put it down on it, and it'd still be you know razor straight. And, yeah, that stuff's um, wicked, wicked stiff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's probably, yep. in my opinion, it's my personal favorite. 
favorite Neckwood? It, it, I think I think it's fantastic. It's probably my second favorite Neckwood behind this this uh, quarter sawn maple that I found from my wood supplier. Um, okay, which is just one piece quarter sawn maple neck to me is is where it's at. But but I do like the Brazilian rosewood too. I still have some left, so I'm yeah. working my way through that. But, um, <laughs> nice. That's part of why I can get really good crazy prices for some of my bases. But. Um, yeah. Yeah, Wenge is awesome. The thing is, the Wenge you can get now is not what it was back when those Warwicks were being made, and it's it's it tends to move around. It's way more reactive to humidity changes. Um, but I, yeah, I was I was first drawn to Wenge on a, on an old thumb base, like a, a late '90s, mid '90s Warwick thumb base, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Or a dolphin or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think Howard cool. has a dolphin, an old dolphin. Yep. Howard, yeah. So those those '90s production run Warwicks are are some of the best bases that they ever built, and they were cheap. When you think about it, they were like fifteen hundred bucks for a German back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. I remember I remember going into my local music store because you know when I, when I was like eighteen years old, I didn't have two grand. You know, put down a hundred bucks. You know, going in with a hundred bucks a week. You know, and just paying it off slowly and slowly and yep. surely. You know. And, yep. and getting like this incredible base that I kick myself in the butt every, you know, <laughs> you know, they're probably yeah. worth five grand now. <laughs> yeah. The old ones. Yeah. The old German ones are, are worth money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That is what it is, right? Yeah, I guess. Can never have enough bases, right? Yeah. Correct. I like that. <laughs> I like that statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we're always, you know, exploring and searching for new stuff, but, but I don't know. Sometimes I think if I had just grabbed a P bass when I started, I probably would have never started building instruments. <laughs> just, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. I'm good. <laughs> but nice. Well, guys, want to wrap things up here? This was a good one. Sure. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I got to got to figure out some dinner over here. My lady's starting to send yeah. me text messages of food. So I, I have to say, John, I love the stash. That is killer. Thank you. I dig it, man. I think very yeah. handsome. Yeah, Thank everybody's been giving me like mad compliments for it. So yeah. it'll it'll be interesting when I walk back into work on Monday because you know, <laughs> I haven't been into the office since mid March. And wow. yeah, the boss is definitely gonna say something. So <laughs> it's very late seventies porn like. I think it's, it's awesome. totally it like, dude. PI. Magnum yeah, Magnum, yeah, that's go. that's what you want to run with. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you see you, the short you, shorts now too. Well, yeah. of course I have <laughs> OP OP short shorts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So John, on Monday you gotta you gotta go like super clean everything and just have that mustache just like thick. But No, else see, because then then that looks like I should have a uh, a white van or something <laughs> like driver on. A van with a, uh, a red with Ferrari. A, <laughs> and a leisure suit yeah yeah, yeah totally Ooh, if i had it i'd walk in with a leisure suit on hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah right on how <laughs> many people could pull it off oh man that'd be great oh man i, I for, for me personally it's just i love seeing your guys's faces man it's like this whole like quarantine is bullshit yeah something, man it's, it's like the it's human tough. interaction is mm. like, oh, I need it. And it's just yep. great to see you guys. I'm glad Matt it has a stay-at-home order to the 18th. Mm. And yeah. uh, I can handle that. 
Yeah. I don't yeah, know ours is still past that. Yeah. the 15th or so, but they're slowly phasing stuff in over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we've been lucky to stay open and I get to go and work in the wood shop whenever I want pretty much because there's nobody around. I can be in there by myself. So right. that's right. easy. But um, I, I don't know. I've been been hanging out at home a lot um, and laying low, but um, starting to get things sorted out and, and kind of get back up to speed personally. So, yeah. yeah we'll see life. how the next couple of months go. Hopefully it, it, it comes together for everybody and, and mm-hmm. we can come out of this a little bit, but. We'll see. We all stay yeah. safe and healthy. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Joe, what's what's uh, for Jersey? What's the stay at home to? I think it's probably the same. 18th. It's probably the same, but they they opened up golf courses as of Saturday, so I'm quite. Wow. Happy. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, oh God, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> the beaches are know. still closed. Damn it. I don't mm. care about the beaches. I can go play golf. I have my own beach. I hate the beach on golf courses. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of the beach on golf courses. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, we can golf as of Saturday. I'm not. I'm going to give it some time. You know, I'm not going golfing on Sunday. I think. I think the one of the crappiest courses in the area sold out in like five minutes. Wow. The governor really said it was like they were opening as of Saturday. I went on just to see, like, you know, what golf courses were allowing, you know, people to come on. It cl- and I, I closed out the browser, opened it back up, and it was sold out. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, people I'm not hungry going. for it, man. Yeah, yeah it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. I'll give it a couple of days. When everybody's working, I'll go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's the ticket. Well, hey, you know? Carrie, what um, social, your, the website, the webpage, NorthStrandAudio.com, correct? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's us pretty much the only the only place now and then uh you know if you're at all interested in hearing what i do musically there's there's material out there that that i released here and there in my soundcloud page but um there was a pretty fun uh collaboration jam i did on instagram with uh there was one with johnny and there was another one with steve pruitt and joseph yoon and that one was a blast i used this 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 cat bass on that one and that that turned out super good um but yeah um I try to keep doing some of that stuff here and there. I'm actually, I'm going to start doing my own, you know, everything, um, program, everything beat wise and, and, you know, maybe record some things and then guitar and bass and keys and, and, uh, show off the instrument as, as well as I can that way. So, yeah. Nice. That's cool. Exciting. Cool. Right on. Hey guys, this has been fun. Um, appreciate it. And, uh, always a pleasure, bro. Always. Yeah. Thanks. Love you guys. You guys are the best. Seriously. Yeah, Likewise. All right. On, I'll be looking for that order to come through, Joe. Uh, um, we uh, stop the recording. Let's hang on for a minute, okay, guys? Yeah, let's, hang, let's stop the recording. Hang on. And, Carrie, we're going to talk about some stuff, too. Okay. Yep. All yeah. now, I'm stopping it. Mm-hmm.